BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, Mr. News, hit it. Next on the Ledger Report, war has been declared on New York City residents. How and why we must all fight back. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in, so sit back and relax. As we unfold this edition of the Ledger Report. There was a time, a time before cable, when the local anchorman reigned supreme. And in San Diego, one anchorman was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. are very, very carefully monitoring uh, the latest news about the Omicron variant. Stop tape. Everything about COVID, everything about this debacle that we have suffered through in the past 18 months, 19 months, 20 months, almost two years now, has been driven on one thing and one thing only, fear. Fear has done amazingly good things in the history of mankind, fear has done amazingly bad things in the history of mankind. And when we look at more recent examples of fear doing bad things in the history of mankind, look no further than Hitler's Germany. And of course, Hitler taking advantage of great fear within the German society after the collapse of the Weimar Republic, and of course, hyper, hyper inflation, but also scapegoating Jews, turning them into effective monsters. Fear is what COVID is all about. COVID is not about death. COVID is not about people getting sick. COVID is simply the vehicle that the Marxist Democrats are using in order to achieve their goals. And initially, remember what the initial goal was. It was very simple. And that was to ruin the economy in 2020. And that they did, maybe permanently, by the way but ruined the economy at least temporarily, shut down the United States effectively, even if just the blue states shut down, they could effectively kill a great gross domestic product. In 2020, we were heading into a banner year. In the stock markets, businesses were doing well, people had tax cuts, had more money in their pockets, and then all of a sudden, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Gavin Newsom and J.B. Pritzker and Andrew Cuomo and the rest of the Marxists got on some sort of conference call and said, hey, guess what? We failed at this phony impeachment, but we have this wonderful political bombshell dropped in our lap. It's called a virus that no one knows about. and We can scare the hell out of everybody into shutting down their lives and shutting down the economy over a virus that we now know, we knew back then, in my gut I knew, that this was all baloney. We just didn't have the empirical data. Now we do. Over a virus that has a near 99% survival rate, effectively the same survival rate as the flu. And people will try and argue with me about that. The data 
are in. People survive COVID unless they have a major comorbidity. And most of the time, by the way, that comorbidity, which is not reported in the mainstream media, is obesity, fat. You're not allowed to say that. They're fat and they're dying because they're fat. That is a comorbidity. That is the leading cocktail, if you will, of reported deaths of COVID. Now, but remember, the numbers are corrupt. Completely. Remember, everything we're talking about is based on corrupt numbers. We have PCR tests that can't tell the difference between COVID-19 and the regular old flu. So how many of these positive tests are just the regular old flu? We don't know. We have PCR tests that are run so many times in so many cycles that there's an infinitesimal amount of COVID that may be traced in somebody's body and they said they're test positive. We have people coming into hospitals for a broken leg Maybe they get some sort of staph infection, they die and they happen to contract COVID while in the hospital, they list that as a COVID death. The numbers are wasted, completely wasted. 700 and something thousand deaths due to COVID in the United States, that's baloney. A couple million positive cases. It's crazy. Statistically, this is mind-numbingly stupid. And we have people, by the way, in these statistics, taking the test over and over and over and over again. They're counted multiple times. This is insanity to anybody with a brain. And so here's de Blasio now. We're monitoring the situation. We're monitoring Omicron or Omicron, whatever. Sounds like a, a damn cartoon character. Here comes Omicron, ooh. And that's what they want. It's Godzilla. It's Omicron. That's what they want. They want you to be afraid. And so this is what a Marxist does. He trots out and he says, oh, we're doing everything we can right now. And so part of our response is to rip away your constitutional rights. Shove our agenda down your throats. And if you don't swallow, you are going to be put in Marxist jail. What does Marxist jail look like? Well, they're kind of going on the fly, aren't they? But in the end, I'll tell you what. It looks a lot like what we saw in World War II with the Japanese and some Germans and some Italians when they were shipped off and they were put in concentration camps. Why do I know that? Because I'm seeing it right now in Australia. And we're going to see it in Europe. Austria now is threatening jail time for people who do not capitulate to getting a jab, an experimental medical device being infused in their body. This is unbelievable, unreal times. It's why, ladies and gentlemen, I say we're fighting World War III. This is on a global scale. But when it comes to New York, we have to act locally, okay? And there are some things we need to do in response to this, but I want you to hear more from the communist mayor of New York. Roll tape. And meanwhile, we're still fighting the central battle, which is against the Delta variant. Stop tape. See, this is all about Dr. Fauci and fear. Delta variant. They can't even tell. When you run a COVID test, and I haven't done a COVID test, and I'm not, I'd rather go to the grave. Like I said, when this thing first started, I would rather die from COVID than capitulate to a Marxist governor like Gavin Newsom. And I mean it then, I meant it then, and I mean it today. And one of the reasons why I don't want some sort of swab stuck down my nose or whatever the hell they do and then send it off to some 
central lab. I don't want them to have my information. To be used for what exactly? To find out in the database that Graham Ledger has had the jab or hasn't had the jab? This is uncharted territory in this country, ladies and gentlemen. Think about the particles of information the government has on you now because you were so afraid, driven by fear by these Marxists and some stupid red state governors and some stupid Republican legislators. Imagine the information they have on you because you are so, you were so afraid, so scared by COVID that you gave up your liberty, you gave up your freedom for some sense of security that you now know was a huge mistake. And I know there are millions of you out there who have vaccine remorse. I know it's not a vaccine. Don't send me emails. It's not a vaccine. But sometimes I have to use that word vaccine because the nomenclature has been stolen. And we know the CDC has redefined what a vaccine is, right? This isn't a vaccine. It's an experimental medical device, yet everybody runs around calling it a vaccine. It's not a vaccine. It's not a vaccine by certainly traditional definition. There's no formerly live elements within this jab, as there is in polio, for example. I know we don't use a TB vaccination in this country, okay? You don't have to remind me. But there is a TB vaccine out there. I'm sorry, but there is. Okay, we don't use it in this country largely probably because it's been eradicated, except for our friends, the illegal immigrants that are crossing our border and bringing TB back into our country. That's how it works. But de Blasio, as he, in his, in his 11th hour in New York, is going out with a Marxist bang and he's gonna do as much damage as a Marxist can do in the last waning weeks of his tenure as, as mayor of New York City. And so what he's on a glide path here to do is make a major announcement regarding young people and regarding businesses in New York City. Roll tape. So a lot going on. We're gonna have some updates for you today because we need to take very bold action, aggressive action to address these new threats. Stop tape. There's no new threat. This is the same quote threat that existed in March of 2020. Omicron, Omicron, whatever, is no more lethal, and in fact, it looks like it's less lethal than the original COVID-19. Yet, a Marxist never lets a good tragedy go to waste, right? We learned this from the Obama administration. Never let a tragedy, never let a good crisis go to waste. And so if there really isn't a crisis, like there isn't on Omicron or Omicron, whatever, then create the crisis. This is what the Marxists have done so well ever since Bill Clinton. There was never any health care crisis. Remember, they tried to do health care in the 90s when Bill Clinton was president, and they gave Hillary Clinton the job to do it because there was a health care crisis. There never was a health care crisis. And then it got revisited by Barack Obama, and then they got what they wanted, one of the greatest attacks on liberty, one of the greatest governmental takeover of private property in the history of this republic, now consumes one-fifth of the U.S. economy and the greatest chunk of the budget 
of the federal budget every year goes to propping up Obamacare. They got what they wanted. But there was never a crisis. What was it? 30 million uninsured, 30 to 50 million uninsured, but there was a transitory figure. And the actual number was maybe about five, six million uninsured out of 330 million people. That's not a crisis. That's a hole that you need to plug if you want to plug it. So de Blasio is now announcing that young people, young as five years old, if they want to go with their parents to go to a restaurant, now must have the jab. Now, we know the data. This Marxist mayor is not revealing the data, including the latest study out of Germany. Germany, which is teetering on a totalitarian response to the Omicron and, and all the other, quote, variants of, of COVID. Out of Germany, they did a study, zero deaths among children. Not one, not two, not a very small percentage. Zero, z zero, as in Z, zero deaths among the young with COVID. And the recovery rate, I don't know what the number is anymore. Last I checked, it was 99.9. .9. And of course, the media is going to report some odd case of some young person dying, God rest their soul, which is the anomaly. Yet we have in California, and you're hurtling toward it in, in New York, in a New York City, a vaccine mandate for children. What is this going to look like 10 years from now? That's the question. What, what are these people who have gotten the so-called vaccine, the jab in their arm, what are they going to look like? What is their future like? Because they're human guinea pigs. Five years, 10 years from now, what is their life going to be like? We don't have the history. People say, oh, there's an entire regimen of vaccines needed to go to school right now as we, as we speak. Polio, etc. right? Rubella. The difference is these real vaccines have been tested over time. And by time, I mean years, decades of use. So we know the data. We know that you're not going to drop dead from mitochondritis, from some sort of heart problem. We know you're not going to get Bell's palsy from the polio vaccine. We know this because it's been out there on the market. And we have the VARS, VARS reporting system that's been keeping track of this stuff for somewhere in the order of 40 years. So what does the future look like for people who have been driven by fear to sit down, lie down, shut up, roll up their sleeves and get the jab? What does the future look like? Well, I think we can peer into the future because we have some data now. And those of you who have gotten the jab, I'm sorry to say the future does not look so good. And this includes people I care about and it scares the living hell out of me. I wonder what these young people, these millennials, for example, who have gotten the jab out of fear or being driven because they want to work in an office or because they want to ride an Uber or they want to go to a club. What does the future look like for these young people? It literally turns my stomach. Now, I'll tell one more thing.
before we go to a short break. Advising Donald Trump, yes, you did the best you could, but to go out and actively promote these jabs is a mistake. It is difficult for your base to reconcile what I'm talking about and what we know and actively promoting going out and getting the jab. The message should be from President Trump very simply, you know what, I did what I thought was right at the time. It's a choice, it's always been a choice. And now we know the data is, uh, is what it is and it's something that you should be concerned about. The president has said on the record that the FDA is controlled by Pfizer. He should beat that drum because that's what we need to know. We need to have a full-scale, full-blown investigation about Dr. Fauci, the NIH, the FDA, and the CDC, and the corruption that clearly exists, and the unholy relationship that clearly exists between these government entities that we pay for and we fund and the pharmaceutical mob that's forcing this stuff with impunity into people's veins. So when we come back, we'll take a short break. When we come back, I want to talk about where this thing is headed from a medical perspective. First, from a liberty perspective, and what de Blasio is doing is a complete and total attack on liberty and the constitutional rights of New Yorkers, mandating the jab for young people, mandating now the jab for anybody who wants to work, anybody. I don't care if you're selling hot dogs down on Fifth Avenue. You apparently, if you're an employee or a worker in New York, you got to have the jab. This is a complete and total Marxist attack on liberty. But there's also a medical side to things. I want to remind you, this program is brought to you by MyPillow.com. Go to, Ledger, go to MyPillow.com, put Ledger in the promo code box. Go to MyPillow.com, put Ledger in the promo code box. They've got all kinds of things on sale, continuing the Cyber Monday sale, and of course a Christmas sale that's going on, sheets, and of course uh, pillows, and towels, and slippers, and bathrobes. Wonderful Christmas presents, wonderful stocking stuffers, and if you put L-E-D-G-E-R in the promo code box, you'll get up to 66% off. Also, Relief Factor. 833-425-7246. 833-425-7246 for Relief Factor. It's a homeopathic, natural way to reduce pain. I take it and it works. You can go to relieffactor.com forward slash ledger and you'll get uh, a special uh, discount. Also, I want to remind you this program is brought to you by Red Voice Media. We recommend you uh, get all of your news from Red Voice Media. Also, go to gramledger.com and uh, you will see more information not only about the sponsors, but about the ledger register question, which this week is a very simple one. Would you refuse to fly under an unconstitutional vaccine mandate and or quarantine? This is where we're headed. Remember, in Austria, they're talking about jail time if you don't have the jab. If you think it can't happen in this country, Look what de Blasio is doing in New York. We'll be right back after this very important one-minute announcement. Roll tape. The Ledger Report is brought to you by MyPillow.com. 
Please go to MyPillow.com and enter LEDGER in the promo code box for up to 66% off. That's MyPillow.com and enter L-E-D-G-E-R in the promo code box. The Ledger Report is also brought to you by Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com forward slash ledger for a natural homeopathic way to relieve nagging chronic pain. Or call 833-425-7246. 833-425-7246 for Relief Factor Pain Relief. Thank you for supporting my pillow, Relief Factor, and The Ledger Report. So my message to everyone who happens to care about the United States Constitution, whether you have had the jab or whether you have not had the jab, whether you're contemplating having the job or jab or whether you say the hell with it, I will never, I would rather go to my grave than get the jab. We constitution-loving Americans must stick together. Now I know there's an issue out there, and this is real, you people who have had the jab that those of us who haven't had the jab have to be concerned about, and it's called shedding. This is real, and I want to have um, one of the doctors, one of the wonderful doctors uh, who have been on this program, I want to have him back on and talk about the shedding, because I think it's something that's very important. And it's going to be more and more a factor um, in this society, because, let's face it, if you've had the shot, you may have had the, you may want to have the booster or not, but if you haven't had the shot, odds are you're not going to be swayed. So in other words, we've polarized this country. X amount of Americans, I guess in the neighborhood of, uh, they say 60 million Americans have not had the jab. I guess that's 60 million adults. Out of what, 250 million, 260 million adults? So we're talking maybe one quarter of society, maybe a fifth of society of the adult population hasn't had the jab, but there is a very real phenomenon out there called shedding. And so when you shake somebody's hand, you haven't had the vaccine so-called, and the other person has had the vaccine so-called, it's potential that that person who has had the shot can shed it onto you, and that can cause real problems. Because effectively, you're giving the same problem, the same certainly the same symptoms, similar symptoms, of COVID to the person who hasn't had the jab. This is a real issue. And it should be a real red flag for those of you who have had the jab. I'm not trying to scare you. This is just reality. And I want to dive more into reality. This FOIA request that's going to take 900 years for the FDA to release, I think it's 55 years, the year 2076, we'll have all the information, but little by little, they're sending some out. And we have some data regarding the Pfizer research on its vaccine. And during this period, they were doing research, apparently before the thing was released, a total of 42,000 case reports of adverse reactions. Now, I don't know in what universe that is, 42,000 out of what, 50,000 out of 100,000? I don't know. I doubt if it was anything more than a million. I mean, just statistically speaking, it's probably in the neighborhood of 100,000, maybe a couple hundred thousand, a few hundred thousand. Bottom line is 42,000 reports of adverse reactions, 25,000 were reported as nervous system disorders. Now, that's just the tip of the iceberg. 
This is the information that we have available to us, okay? It's what we don't know that should scare the living daylights out of you. It scares the living daylights out of me. So, what do we know? Well, we have this Pfizer information. And each day we're going to get, I think, 500 pages. Not necessarily Pfizer, it could be Moderna, it could be, have nothing to do with what we're after, which is the truth. As the FDA drags its feet purposely on this FOIA request. But we do have the VARS VARS reporting system. And as we speak, 19,500 people have died from the jabs. I repeat, 19,500 people have died from the jabs. Remember, anytime I talk about the VARS VARS reporting system, anytime you see a number, 19,500 plus, we know historically there's a 1% compliance reporting percentage for VARS, which is supposed to be used by doctors and hospitals. 1%. 1%. 19,500. You do the numbers. You do the numbers, alright? So remember, every time I quote a number from VARS VARS, it could be a minuscule fraction of what the total is. So, 19,500 plus dead from the COVID so-called vaccines. 100,000 hospitalizations. 100,000 urgent care. Now, I put urgent care and hospitalization pretty much in the same category, okay? It's something that you need to go to the doctor for immediately. Some people go to urgent care, some people go to the uh, hospital. 200,000 total, okay? Again, with a 1% compliance. Think about it. If it is 1% on that 200,000, 20 million? That's a staggering Staggering number. But I want to get through these. Bell's palsy. Do you know what Bell's palsy is? It's a, it's a, it's a form of uh, a neurological damage, if you will. And I don't want to try and get into the explanation, but it's serious stuff. Bell's palsy. Numbness. Again, don't correct me, I'm wrong. You know what I'm trying to do here. Bell's palsy is a crippling disease. There have been Nearly 12,000 cases reported of Bell's palsy due to the COVID vaccines. Miscarriages. Now, this may be the most underreported number out there, or non-reported number. According to the VARS reporting system, there's 3,100 miscarriages reported due to the vaccine. But how do you really know? How many of these doctors are really connecting the dots on a miscarriage? This should scare the hell out of the younger generation the child-bearing age generation. 3,100 miscarriages. Severe allergic reaction, it's in the, measured in the tens of thousands. There's been cases of, of shingle. Permanently disabled, the number is 31,000. Again, if it's a 1% reporting compliance, you're talking 3 million plus? Permanently disabled. And so, why am I telling you this? Because this is why we need to fight back in places like New York. It's our duty to fight back against a Marxist edict, even if you've had the jab. This is real. And if you look at the graph, when you compare these adverse reactions or the, or the deaths, if you look at a graph starting 40 years ago, 
the number of dead is pretty much a flat line every year until you hit 2021 and it's a spike up. Look at it for yourself if you don't believe me. I'll try and put some of this on uh, my social media. I want to take another short break, a one minute break for a very important announcement. And then I want to tell you how we're going to do this, at least a couple of ways to fight back against the Marxist de Blasio in New York City. Back with more right after this. We'll take Attention, have you or a loved one been diagnosed with cancer after using Zantac or other heartburn medications for several months? You may be entitled to compensation. Call Zantac Justice now for a free legal case review. The FDA has warned that Zantac and other medications containing heartburn drug ranitidine may be contaminated with cancer-causing agent NDMA. Consult your physician prior to discontinuing any use of medication. Please call 800-868-3048. Attention, this is an important message for anyone diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma after being exposed to Roundup or other weed killers. In 2015, the Internal Agency for Research on Cancer warned that overexposure to Roundup and other weed killers may increase the risk of developing non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. After losing a number of court cases, the maker of Roundup recently announced that a global settlement had been reached and agreed to pay over $10 billion to resolve pending cases. Please call 800-376-1935. Sure, sure. There's going to be a lawsuit. There's going to be maybe multiple lawsuits against de Blasio's unconstitutional edict that if you happen to want to work and live in New York City, you're going to have to have the jab. This is completely unconstitutional, an attack not only on the United States Constitution, but on, yes, the Bill of Rights, but also on the Declaration of Independence, this thing called life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. How in the hell can you have life and liberty and pursue happiness when some Marxist is mandating that you stuff something into your body that you don't know what it is and what it will do to you over the next two, three, five, 10, 15, 20 years. Wholesale attack on your liberty. So what do we do? Well, I think if you don't live in New York, you boycott New York. Yeah, and it effectively boycott the whole state. I've called for a boycott of all blue states anyway. Don't vacation in California. Are you kidding me? You're giving them their tax dollars. And certainly say the hell with you, New York. New York City, you can choke on it. And if you live in New York, and if you work in New York, you've got to figure out ways, and you run a business, and you care about liberty, you care about the Constitution, you've got to figure out ways to shut it down. What does the mayor care about more than anything else? That's the tax revenue to keep his Marxist operation going, and the next mayor too, by the way. If you start attacking this tax base, if you start removing money from the system that the Marxists use to attack you and your liberty, that is one of the best ways to shut this thing down, to fight back. You can find your own way to fight back, whatever you want to do. Don't go to restaurants. Don't go to the theater. Don't go to gyms. It's terrible. You know, this is your life. But you've got to figure out ways to fight back. Boycott one way or another New York City, the Big Apple, the greatest city on the planet, because of what the Marxist mayor is now mandating that all New Yorkers must do, and that is capitulate to an unconstitutional edict. 
This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. <laughs>